Well, hello, this is Pat Lynch, and you are once again listening to the Career Pathways podcast. Uh, we have an extra special guest for an extra special episode, live from California, and we're bringing you Abigail Smithson from the California State University at Humboldt, and I know I completely messed it up, but uh, I'm sure you'll correct me. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Should I correct you now or do you want me to wait? Oh, it, correct <laughs> you now. It yeah, 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 it's going to be one <laughs> of many. System. Yeah. So historically, we've been Humboldt State University, part of the California State University system. We are now California Polytechnic University at Humboldt. So transitioned recently to a Cal Poly school, which means that there was an infusion of money into the school that is helping to keep it afloat. Well, wonderful. Well, before we jump in, I'm, I, you know, I, this is an extra special episode, and we also, in addition to having Abigail, we have another extra special guest over here to my left. Uh, tell us, tell us a little about yourself, young man. So, first time on your podcast. Yep. After after all the work I've put into <laughs> helping you, finally get me over here. Uh, yes. Yeah, I'm uh, Radek Sholga, uh, economics here at Lyon College. Former co-host with Abby of Smithson and Shulga podcast. The man behind the scenes, the mysterious guy nobody knows about, but does all the work, you know? That's true. And then... It's good that you think that. (laughs) Guys, introduce yourself. I'm Jason Nichols, producer Jason. You guys know me. Um, Yeah, I'm a student here at Lyon College. I'm just co-host Gavin. I'm a student here at Lyon College as well. Well, real good. Well, Abigail... uh, First thing, uh, can you catch us up on your new opportunity at at your school? Kind of tell now you're now you know uh, what are you teaching? Kind of uh, kind of fill us in on everything that's going on at the school. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Uh, so I'm teaching. I, I'm working as a lecturer, and I'm teaching three classes per semester. The first semester, I taught alternative processes in photography and two-dimensional design, and then a intro to visual arts course called The Stories We Tell, which covers, actually, it's an intro to art history, but it covers the visual arts, it covers audio, and it covers filmmaking. Mm -hmm. Um, And then this semester, I'm teaching two of the same, plus a digital photography class. Uh, And so I'm part of the art and film department here at Cal Poly Humboldt. I've also been working on a podcast project with the dean of the College of Art Sciences, Art Science, Social Sciences and Humanities. He has a podcast going about the value of a liberal arts education, where he's interviewing different people about their experience getting a liberal arts degree and what's come after. Some of them are still working with the, you know, what they studied. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's informed something different that they've done. So I'm helping to produce that podcast. And that sort of encompasses the work that I do for Cal Poly. So are you still doing the uh, Dear Adam Silver podcast? I am, but it has been on a bit of a hiatus. So I have an episode coming up in March where I'm interviewing an author about the art of trash talk, which maybe Gavin knows something about on the court. There you go, yeah. Um, to me and, and shared his book with me. And so I, I'm trying to, as what happens with moves is sometimes things, not everything picks up where it left off. And so yeah. I've had a hard time keeping up with everything that I had going before, but hopefully going to be diving back into that soon. Well, I know you have a hotline 
to Adam Silver, please, next time you're on the line, tell him, kill the All-Star game, please. <laughs> oh, can, can it not points. be redeemed? Can yeah, it not it, be redeemed? No, it's, it's, it needs to be completely, completely sent to another planet. So, you know, it's, uh, it's painful. So I think that the whole weekend should be the three-point contest. Like everyone in the league should compete in the three-point contest until it's just one person left. Yeah. Mm. Oh, like Hunger Games. Yeah. Like you may have, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like they all go into the uh, the the like the ring and and only one emerges. Right. I think that I love the idea of the All-Star Game or the All-Star Weekend being this yeah. time for, you know, different generations of players to get together. Like it's a party and, you know, it seems really great for the host city. But some of these events are not shaking out to be that interesting. And that comes from someone who thinks like a lot of boring things about basketball are really interesting. So oh, the fact that yeah. cannot I can't get that into it means something. Kind of like the Pro Bowl of the NBA now. Oh, yeah. Just like stupid things matter for points like the now you've played madden for three like a basically a field goal yeah. you team a afc or nfc gets three points for winning a madden game it's like what yeah <laughs> I, yeah now who do you who's your team now that you're on the west coast the warriors or uh yeah the warriors have really always been my team you know yeah. i grew up in the bay area yep. and uh this is the 1990s and 2000s <laughs> uh they there were times spurts where they were competitive but not necessarily getting that far into the playoffs um i've adopted teams as i've moved around the country so i went to a grizzlies game when i was living in arkansas um, i was a knicks fan when i lived in new york city so i definitely dabble in other teams but the warriors it's like through and through and they've had a weird season so we'll see what happens the second not second half but second portion yeah yeah no so doubt. can i ask you quickly uh with the all-star weekend and you saying your team is uh the warriors what do you think about the Sabrina versus uh, Devin Curry three-point contest? Like, I mean, I think that's that was a really great event. I mean, I like the idea of finding ways for like the WNBA and the NBA to cross over and highlighting the strengths of both of players from both. I think that it was unfortunate that one of the broadcasters, Kenny the Jet yeah. Smith, said that Sabrina Ionesco should have considered shooting from the women's three-point mm -hmm. line rather than the men's three-point line because she she i mean she tied dame she tied dame for how many uh three-point yeah, yeah. shots you could make so i don't i don't think that you know she's close to to tying steph like i don't think that's the point and i it's unfortunate that it ended that way but i'd love to see more things like that and it's fun to see a bunch of people who care about basketball coming together even if there's they're different institutions well even the prof uh, showing off the professionalism of the of women's basketball in particular as far as that is you know, they got game, you know, I mean, she's, she showed it, you know, going head to head with the best in the world, you know, kind of almost the best ever, you know, with him. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. She was one shot away from tying him. Yeah. Yeah, and being one of the, I mean, she is one of the best in the world. So totally. But despite that, the game has to go full stop. <laughs> That's, that. you know, I'm, I'm on a mission. You you are my direct line to Adam Silver. So I know that you can get this done, Abigail. I, I think, yeah, he should definitely give me a call. And I've been thinking that for a while. Like, he should reach out. Uh, so, you know, 
he's listening. He's listening to your podcast. I'm I'm sure. So just drop it in there and just. Uh, I'm sure somebody's going to send this one his way too. Yeah. yeah, I think he's aware of my podcast. I don't know if he listens to my podcast. I think it's like somewhere deep, deep, deep in his brain. Someone has mentioned it. That's what I think. All right, Batesville, Arkansas versus Northern California. Kind of what compare and contrast. Oh, yeah. So if we're talking specifically about the town, the town that I live in actually is not that much bigger than Batesville. It's about 12,000, 12 to 14,000 people, yeah. I believe. Good so size. it's a smaller town. But um, Eureka, California, which is about a 20 minute drive from where I'm living, is a bigger city, closer to 30,000 people. Uh, we have an airport nearby here, which is nice. Um, and then we're about a five and a half hour to six hour drive from San Francisco, which is really close to where I grew up. Um, in general, so I can see a sliver of the Pacific Ocean from my bedroom. <laughs> Every day I wake up and I'm like, that's the edge of the continent. It's out there. It just you know, drops off right there. And that's a really powerful feeling. And when we were, my husband and I were applying for jobs, I was really feeling this longing to be close to the ocean again, like, you know, and, and yeah. have that feeling and that sense of it being here, being nearby. So that's been the biggest difference for me is, is kind of like my sense of space, you know, and, and where I place myself on the globe. It feels really different here than in Batesville, um, even though it felt very open in Batesville and those like rolling hills and seeing far off into the distance. It also um, I, I think I felt a little separated from where I grew up closer to the ocean. Oh, wow. uh, but generally, like the town, just like Batesville is very, very sweet here. Lots of, you know, like a nice downtown with a plaza and active businesses and some good restaurants. So it's been good. So I, I you know, I cheer for Auburn. I, I don't know. I'm going to miss March Madness this year. Cause, yeah, because we'll be in, in Poland. 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 Yeah. Well, you don't oh. have to miss it. You can still watch it on your yeah, phone. Yeah, that's true. But, uh, you know, Jason's actually going on a trip with me to Poland. Yeah. Nice. That's exciting. But we'll probably end up watching soccer, you know, football, rather yeah. than, yeah. than yeah. American Tell them about the Poland basketball. trip. Tell yeah. everybody about it. Nobody knows about it on the camera yet, on the career pathway. Yeah, well, so 14 students, right? Yep. Going uh, March 17th to March 31st, right? We'll be based in Krakow. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Jason's actually the youngest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's mostly uh, seniors and sophomores, uh, seniors and juniors. Um, a lot of these students actually missed out on any kind of international travel because of COVID. So this is kind of like last minute making it up to for them. Um, I'm I'm pretty excited about it. A little bit scared. What? Scared for why? Just think I'm not cause trouble. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Man. Um. No, it's it's just a big responsibility, right? You want to make sure that everybody has a good time, everybody learns things, mm -hmm. nobody gets into trouble yeah. too well, much. Well, it says on the front page of my passport that if anything happens to me while I travel, I need to call the Secretary of State. They'll they'll give a direct line to the Secretary of State. They'll yeah. get it sorted out. So I think we're good. <laughs> if you lose your passport. Oh, if I lose my so, passport? Well, I'll just, I'll have to take like a... How do they do that? Do they do like a? Do you, how you are just, you from? You contact cons consulate. We we have actually. Oh, yes. 
He's, he's it, I, I just, the, all I keep thinking is, I think Jay, uh, Jason's going to end up in one of those hostile movies or what? one of those, or Saw 3 or something. No. You know? <laughs> like, I have to. It'll be, it'll be like organ removal, you yeah. know? And in front of you is a detail. You're not selling this trip, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry about yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, this, what to expect in Europe or, you know, gosh, organ removal. Hmm. Is that, is that big over there? But no, the no. big, <laughs> on a positive note, this is the first time we've had, Study any kind of like study abroad or in the long term yeah. in like three year three plus years. I mean, aside from individual students going abroad, yeah, uh, France, um, Japan's one of them, right? Yeah. Japan, yeah. yeah. But as a group, we have not had anything since 2018, I believe. It was your last time was you, right? I think there's one more after that one. Oh. Yeah, so, yeah, but it's great, really exciting. It's good to get that back on track because that can be such a valuable experience. Yes. And we've we have contingency plans for people losing their passports. That's actually one of the mi more minor problems. I was gonna say I think there's bigger fish to fry yeah. than losing our passports, but you never know. That's an inconvenience. Yeah, it's an inconvenience. Yeah. It's like I can still call the I can still call the what is it embassy? You gotta call the embassy. The consulate, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and be like, I lost my passport. Oh, yeah. And and of course you know to make photocopies of your passport to take yeah. with you and to leave with your family in the United States. I hate to keep beating the dead horse that is this NBA talk that we're having, but keep I, I, I want I want to know in your honest opinion, going by everything, um, who do you think is going to win the NBA final? And I got I got my opinion, but I want to hear your opinion and see okay, if it's right. This is different from who I want to win it, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, is that right? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. So um, let me just do some math in my head really quickly. I think that there is a good chance that the Boston Celtics could be challengers to the Denver Nuggets for the NBA championship. Right. I think that the Nuggets have a good chance of going back to back, um, yeah. I feel. But it seems like coming out of the East, the Celtics have been like contenders the last few seasons. And I think that they're going to make a strong push. Unfortunately, Jalen Brown did not, this did not reflect well in the dunk contest during All-Star Weekend um, as one of the Celtics stars. I don't think he showed out maybe, but I think that the Celtics will um, potentially be, and I don't, I mean, I don't know what to think about like the Minnesota Timberwolves. Like they are playing so well and have been the top of the well, Western Conference all season. Yeah, that's, that's why I asked the question. Oh, but, but I, I just have like no, I don't know what to think of them. I mean, they really haven't gotten past the first round, I think, in a while. And it just, I'm not sure what to ever. Yeah, so I don't know whether to think about them as like sort of just a regular season wonder or if they have the power to really contend. Yeah. So Jason's from Minnesota. Yeah. So. Okay, yeah, yeah, I've been following it a little. It's the only reason I've been watching basketball is because the team's finally doing good this year. But, but, but event <laughs> I do love Anthony Edwards. I think he's great. I love his shoes. But eventually they're going to wake up no. and they're going to realize Hey, we're the Minnesota yeah, we're Timberwolves. Yeah, we're Minnesota. We're gonna wake up and one th day. This and isn't real. supposed to happen, yeah, and then and everything will fall into place. No, what, what's gonna happen is they're yeah. gonna they're gonna be like the they're gonna be like the '98 Vikings. They're gonna roll every single person they go through. They go to the they'll go to like close to the finals. It gets so close to the finals, and then all of a sudden they'll just choke. Yeah, they'll just they'll Edwards will like start coming on the court and like fall, slip, break his ankle or something, and then Towns like goes for a three and gets knocked out, and he's out of the game, and it's just. Three, three. I think it's it's like teams do need to choke a few times before they get to like the promised right. land, so to speak. So I think it's unlikely think that you go from like zero to ten, 
like it, it would be at least in the playoffs. Um, I also don't want to discount the Los Angeles Clippers because yeah. they are playing really well right now. And it seems like they are out to prove something. And I mean, I think as a Warriors fan, I, I don't want to see them go yeah. uh, to, to win a championship necessarily. But I, I think um, that I, in all honesty, I think that they have a, a big shot. Expert opinion on the Milwaukee Bucks because that's that's a head scratcher. You know, Doc Rivers comes in and they're doing worse. You know, it's like <laughs> I, don't, right. I don't know what. It's like they're stacked, and you think that 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 would be the team to finally correct itself and make a real good run. Yeah, I mean, I think that they that could still happen potentially. Yeah. Like, you know, after the All Star break, I think there's so much pressure and there's so much disruption with changing coaches in the middle of the season. Gavin, maybe you have more experience with this type of thing than I do. I don't know, but like, I think that things can get really discombobulated, and it's hard to just all of a sudden, oh, fresh blood. But like, you know, I think that it it's hard to bounce back quickly. And I love Giannis, and yeah. um, I you know, I respect Dame. And yeah. I'd like to see them play well too. And I think I'd actually I prefer the Bucks to the Celtics. I'm in no way supporting um, the Celtics. I, I think that they might a future with a potential Celtics championship and a Trump presidency is not a world <laughs> I want to be in. Uh, that's <laughs> it's oh, like <laughs> yeah, you're into a lot of topics. No, I don't want to yeah, be a I, part of that I, either. I feel it's a safe space. Yeah. yeah. How about your uh, <laughs> that will get that will get broadcast to the ninety eight percent of the world? Is that yeah, like, yeah. yeah. And I love you all. Yeah. How about your Detroit yeah, Pistons? I, yeah. Oh yeah. There you go. My Detroit the Detroit the, 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 the Detroit Pistons. Yeah. Now they. See, they're going to mess it up and not and and not finish really horribly and and blow a, a chance of getting my a good my draft friends bet. my two yeah. friends actually have a bet going that the the one friend my friend Evan bet a hundred dollars that the uh, the Pistons won't get more than ten wins. So I don't know if that's he's lost yet. Are they are they have they got ten wins yet? I don't know. So that's no. that's oh. them, right? Yeah. yeah. But, but Pat, can't you just relax because the Lions got to the NFC uh championship game? That won't happen. Mm, yeah, they got robbed. Yeah, it was a, yeah, that was a, yeah, no, <laughs> that was, that, that that was, was your a, one chance you blew yeah. it. Yeah. You blew it. Now, you know what? Speaking of coaching changes, Gavin, now you you were here when uh uh, uh before Coach Mays, uh mm -hmm. guy, I can't remember the guy's so. Yeah, he he they started the season and then he left and took half the team. Took half the team. Yeah, well, tell us yeah. about it. Yeah. Okay. It, what, so yeah. we were, I came in as a freshman, of course, and we were, it was like the first week, maybe. And he called us all in and we were all getting suited up. And then instead of practicing, he gave like a little speech. The whole speech was like, I'm ready for this year. Blah, 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 blah. Like, we're going to do great. We got some fresh blood. We did good last season. We're going to carry it on. And then at the end of the speech, he was like, uh, but I'm leaving. And so he told us why he was leaving, and he told us where he was going. And he asked a few players, like, did they want to, like, transfer with him? And then the people who got recruited that year, which was, like, me, JP, uh, Luke. Uh, at the time, it was a guy named Kobe, uh, a dude named, uh, I think, Landon was his name. A whole bunch of people. They couldn't leave. Mm. We couldn't leave. So he took all the people from last year and the people he recruited and left. And so we were Jeez. left with like, I think, 10 players. And then it took another two months to get Coach Mays in. 
And then Mid- we had season You yeah, didn't have a coach yeah. for two months? Yeah. For two months. And then we started playing with 10 people who didn't know each other. So the season wasn't the best. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but, but now you won the championship. Yeah. 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 Look, where you've, look where you've arrived at. Yeah. Yeah, we do have an annou- a, a sports announcing gap, though, with, with mm. you leaving. Yeah. You know, that, uh, you know there's, uh, they're saying, where, where is that expert voice? <laughs> That we that was so soothing to our our ears and kind of kept us informed on the game. Yeah, it's well, it, but at yeah. least at least when Abby left, she didn't take half the art students with her. Yeah. <laughs> or take the kill yeah. program. Yeah, yeah. They take the I kill. wonder what yeah. Dustin would have thought of that if I just took everyone with me. Um, no, I really miss being involved with the basketball games and the softball yeah. games. That was such a amazing experience, and I mean, I think. I am hoping to get involved here. We have a um, professional but minor league baseball or team here called the Humboldt Crabs. And I'm hoping that maybe they need a um, need someone to keep the books or whatever this coming season or be a mascot or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I really Are you going like to dress up like a crab? And... Yeah, totally. I would dress up as a crab. I mean, I think I'm, I'm in, in general, I'm interested in doing things that are more directly involved with the game than dressing up as a crab. But like, if you, yeah. if there are a lot of things to dress up as like crab's not so bad. You, you got to start somewhere, right? Work well, your be, way it'll be kind of like Bull Durham then, right? You know, you can just be, uh, you know, be there and you watch the team, you know, grow, send pitcher, the pitcher notes and everything. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm hoping that I can get involved in that, but that was one of like, that was just such a great part about being at Lion for me. Yeah. Now, do you get a chance with at the school? Do you have any exhibits coming up or any any showcase for your artwork? Yeah. So I will be in the faculty show here in the fall. Yeah. One thing about being a lecturer that's different from being on the tenure track line or being a visiting assistant professor is that like I don't need to pursue exhibitions in the same way that mm-hmm. I was before. So my husband Eliseo, he's head of the painting painting department here. He's on the tenure line. He's hustling right and left. And I've kind of taken this time. I have applied for some shows. I've applied for some residencies. But I've also let myself not push that as hard because I was doing so much of that outlying college, which, of course, is part of the gig. Um, but the other thing is my family's here. And I, I hadn't lived close to my parents within like 12 hours of my parents since uh, for 18 years. Yeah. So it was a huge deal to come back here and get to live near them and see them often so they came to visit like four or five times mm-hmm. last semester and so i was just hanging out with them instead of making any artwork which yeah. not maybe great for my career but i it's been so worth it to have quality time with them yeah you have to balance this stuff out yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's one of the reasons we're here is because of them so i mean as far as why we were looking here so one of the big reasons so i want to take advantage of that yeah who is the art show this week there's an art show this week isn't there there was wasn't there one just the other day. Yeah, there was There's just a, one. Well, is yeah. it going on for like the whole month or whatever? I think that was like the reception that opens yeah. it up. Yeah, and, and then, then it's gonna be hanging there. Then it's going, but then we have the student art that's rolling through yeah. this week. I, I think I have to do. Oh, yeah. there you go. Gallery. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, California. How how's how do they cover Silicon Valley and kind of everything? Because it you're you're Silicon Valley adjacent, and you know you you know. In Arkansas, yeah, they're you know they're uh, destroying young people's minds through social media, and you know, and uh, you know, you got uh, you got all this talk about just how dominant they are. You know, AI is always in uh, conversation, and it, 
and I'm sure it gets it gets talked about and handled very differently when you're in California itself and being that close to the Silicon Valley. Yeah, I mean, well, so one thing that I've noticed here, like less of the talk about technology, but just the talk about the money that's in the Bay Area due to the technology and due to the yeah. companies that were that are there. So uh, I think that during COVID there was, so I'm like really close to Oregon. I'm like an hour from Oregon, super far north yeah. in California. Um, so during COVID, as what happened across, you know, the country in many cities, a lot of people left the cities and went to more rural areas, especially if they're working remotely. They're like, oh, it's way cheaper here. I can work right. from here. But then, of course, that's driving up the cost of living for everyone else that's that's already in that place. So the, the housing costs skyrocketed in Humboldt County during COVID. And actually, when we first moved here, I was like, Eliseo, let's leave our Arkansas plates on the car for as long as possible. So people like we're think we're from Arkansas and, you know, don't have a right, problem because right. as soon as I say I'm from the Bay Area, I get, you know, originally even yeah. people are leery of that because yeah. basically, you know, we're, we're changing the nature of this place that's kind of retained its identity. It is an isolated location in California. Um, and a lot of the um, economy here has been surrounding, has been involved with like weed growing for a long time. Like when I was growing up in the Bay Area, I understood Humboldt to be like the weed capital of the world. With the legalization comes like, and this influx of money from the Bay Area, like that is really right. changing that, um, the culture and like who's doing the growing, who's benefiting and things like that. So there is some like, I, I don't know if I would call it, well, I guess, yeah, it's like gentrification to a certain extent of, of yeah. the area, because um, this is like not a very particularly wealthy area of California. It's actually one of the poorer counties, but it's changed really rapidly just in a few years with the legalization of weed and with COVID. But, you know, the whole thing with um, Silicon Valley that you mentioned the money, it, it probably, does it get a little tedious being in California <laughs> and you just, uh, there's so much money that in tech and everybody is an in tech, you know? So, and it's like, what about like the rest of the world? You know, you, you know, cause that's, it's just insane. The amount of wealth that a concentrated few uh, tend to, you know, as far as companies and individuals that, that they generate versus the rest of the state. So I, yeah. I mean, I think that also for a long time, San Francisco had been so much associated with like the arts and kind of yeah. like a, a cultural point uh, for people. And it like meant something about sort of um, what's the word, um, like counterculture, like yeah. it pushed back on maybe what people were, how people were yeah. like thought that, you know, this is what's right or this, you know, like yeah. there were just other ways of living. And I think that it has lost some of that identity because of Silicon Valley, its proximity to Silicon Valley. And, and, and a lot of the artists and the people who like defined that place and the culture that defined that place, like you can't afford to, to be there anymore. You can't pay the rent that people who are working at Google can pay. Uh, and, you know, those rents just continue to get more and more absurd. And I love San Francisco. And I think actually it's like really poorly yeah. represented in the national media you know it's like as if there's like it's like post-apocalyptic and right. you know it's just like been totally ruined it's, that's not the case but its identity has for sure changed and even where I grew up uh in um the Bay Area so this is like 20 minutes south of San Francisco there's this empty lot across from this church the church owned the empty lot and since I grew up there since I was little since I can remember 
every year for three nights, the 22nd, 23rd, and 24th of December, that lot is transformed into Bethlehem. So the church puts on this production of Bethlehem. There's live, there's camels. There's like all this, all these animals. There's a baby Jesus. There's Roman soldiers marching in the street. Like it's an incredible production. They only use this lot three days a year. This is in the heart of Silicon Valley. And they kept this going until Christmas of 2022. They were like, we're selling the lot. We can't do this anymore. This is one of the last empty lots Uh, in this town. Mm. And and there's just going to be another, I mean, um, I think the city that I'm from is trying to do a good job of building affordable housing as well. But like, it's just, that that totally meant something to me. And it was like, we had held on to that as a part of our identity, like the pre-Mark Zuckerberg identity. Right. And it's just not, it just, it had to go at some point because that lot is probably worth like, I don't even know how to measure money. Radic, you'll have to help me. Like, <laughs> In dollars. <laughs> Lots of those dollar um, things. Yeah, like, I mean, I think we're talking like $10 million, yeah. maybe. I don't know. But yeah, it's just like, Yikes. So everything, everything has changed. And of course I wanted to be closer to my parents, but the idea of moving to a city where it's like the cheaper houses are a million dollars, you know, that's like, yeah. that's, that's a hard thing to yeah. do. Yeah. From, to fix her up. Yeah. Yeah. No, seriously. I'm, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But is it better, a little affordable, more affordable in, in Humboldt or are you still? Be, yeah, be... It is, it's still way more affordable here. I think that that will continue to change, but yeah, it's, it's a lot more affordable here. We have a beautiful house here. And, um, I think we'll, we'll think of buying like after a couple of years, Yeah. uh, but it is, it's way more affordable, but the property taxes are really rough in California. And I, of course I knew that coming here. So it's like, that's going to be something that's a consideration of like, of the, of the, um, the benefit of buying versus renting. Yeah, but it's good. I mean, I'm pro, I'm pro California mostly, but there's parts of it that make it challenging, especially for relocating people moving here for the first time or coming back. It's like, it, you know, we didn't, we didn't get paid for the first time by Cal Poly until October, but we were living here since July. And yeah, I was like, we're spending our Arkansas dollars in California. Yeah, like, yeah. This is a whole other currency, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of funny to, to get um, paid with like, whoa, oh, this accounts for the cost of living here, you know, regularly, yeah. um, which is an intense uh, experience because unlike tornadoes, you get no warning about that happening. So you just you know, it just comes on and then it's just happening. Um, and that what, of course can, yeah. Well, so what, tell, walk us through an earthquake, you know, what's never that, been yeah. an earthquake? Walk really? us through an earthquake? Yeah. No. What's it feel like? No, I've never been. It, uh, They're usually pretty brief. Right? Yeah. I, no, it's just. Yeah. It, Knocking on wood when you say that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's always the chance of the big one, which yeah. would be like put in my bed floating out to, towards like. Yeah. Asia. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that uh, you, I grew up in a place where there were earthquakes, but I never really felt them. And then we got here and I felt like three immediately. And they're just Ooh. like, you know, like I you hear things rattling around and then you feel like yourself kind of rattling around. And there's this one like our bedroom is an addition to the house we're living in. It wasn't part of the original structure. And I feel like it shakes mm-hmm. a lot, like more than the rest of the house. And, you know, things move around a little bit. They had a really big earthquake here, not this past winter, but the winter before we moved here. And that did like a lot of structural damage to the house that we're living in. So it's been recently upgraded and everything's been fixed. 
So, but I mean, we had, we had heard stories from our colleagues when we got here about them, like everything coming out of their cabinets. Yikes. I, so you need I, to get like the camper cabinets <laughs> where they like, they, they are me metallically oh, yeah, shut, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. I lived in California and there was a couple of earthquakes when yeah. I lived there. And I remember one because I was sleeping and something woke me up. Yeah. And then suddenly you know, I'm lying down on the bed and all of a sudden it goes like this <gasps> and then comes back. And I'm like, am I still dreaming? Right. Because all of a sudden I became vertical while I was horizontal without ever doing anything. <laughs> and then I looked it up and like heard, got up, you know, and then, oh yeah, we had an earthquake. Wow. So the whole like wow. house. Didn't they the film apartment. Poltergeist in California? That sounds like a Poltergeist uh, kind of movie thing, you know, just. Uh... Oh, I've seen it, <laughs> but that sounds scary. You know, so I'm, I'm also famous in my family for yeah. sleeping through the, the 1989 earthquake that hit the uh, yeah. San Francisco. Oh, yeah. the, the Bay Bridge like collapsed on itself. And I think it was, it was the, like game three of the World Series. Yeah, it was, and... the, it was the Oakland A's and uh, wasn't it 40, uh, the Giants and the A's? Uh, I thought it was like the two of them yeah. playing. Yeah, yeah. I, I was one years old and I just like, I couldn't be bothered, you know? I just slept yeah. the, the whole time and, and uh, yeah, I got a nice reputation as a deep sleeper from that. Don't, they have to be careful where they put uh, stadiums over there because like uh, the one in what, in Seattle, the stadium, the football, there's a famous one, it's called the Beast Quake because the guy, yeah. he was running so much that everybody in the crowd started shaking. They caused oh, a yeah, mini yeah, earthquake yeah. in the whole city because oh, the wow. oh, where the stadium God. was located. Yikes. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually saw so the Harlem Globetrotters came to Cal Poly campus and I saw them and yeah. everyone was cheering so loudly for them in this arena that like the the bleachers were shaking and I was like, stop, we'll never know if there's an earthquake. You know, it's like yeah. this feels really dangerous. Just everyone relax. Yeah. Now you're you're San Francisco, you know, as far as born, but what about Oakland, uh, I can't. The Vegas Raiders, that uh, now the Vegas Athletics or whatever. Yes, I think that what they're reconvening is, about the Athletics. Uh, yes. What? <laughs> I mean, that's I. That's just hard on me. I mean, how many times can you just crush the poor people of Oakland? You know, as far as the, when, especially with the Raiders, that's yeah, that's inhumane. Yeah. I mean, I think that so. The Warriors, I believe, left before the Raiders to go to San Francisco. Yeah. So like a 20 minute yeah. drive from Oakland. Right. Um, but it is not like, again, it goes back to the money. It's like the tech, the tech money is on that side of right. the bay. And um, I, I think there's just something so gross to me about relocating them 20 minutes just to get more of that tech money because they're already getting yeah. lots of it by being in Oakland but they just wanted oh, that yeah. much more of it you know and make it that much yeah. easier for people who have that to go to the game uh and then they have the nerve the owners the PR team the marketing team whatever to put Oakland on center court of the Chase Center you know to put like the Oakland logo like they didn't just leave Oakland yeah. you know yeah. and so I think that there's it's it's a really unfortunate thing because Oakland is such an interesting, wonderful, beautiful city yeah. that often gets a bad reputation. Um, I think again, like just going back to like Fox News and like other places that just rag on like larger West Coast or coast cities. Um, and I think that uh it just it feels like there's and, and so many people who cannot afford to live in San Francisco also live in Oakland. Like it is a right. bit cheaper there. Um so 
it just feels really icky to me. And, you know, the A's are the Oakland A's. I think that they're meeting again to sort of figure something out because yeah, also still like trying to figure out a stadium. Yeah. Baseball should not be played. And I mean, I know like the Diamondbacks play in Phoenix, but like baseball should not be played in an air conditioned thing in the middle of the yeah. summer. <laughs> like that's just in, in the middle of the desert. Like that just doesn't yeah. feel like that's adding up like from a, um, uh, I get that just doesn't feel right to me. Yeah. No, it's, it, you know, you mentioned Fox News and I, it just occurred to me that now that you live in California, you are part of the coastal elites. Oh, yeah. Step back into my coastal elite shoes. Yeah. It's nice. To, well, I hope you consider us friends, you know, here in the, you know, the forgotten area of the country. You We're know, the flyover country. Are we flyover? <laughs> yeah, flyover country. Yeah. My coastal eliteness checked a million times. I lived outside of California for 18 years. Like now I... Uh, there are things that I'm really happy about. And also yeah. I understand why some people think, I mean, it's not a perfect place for sure. And I, I wake up thinking of Batesville. Sometimes I wake up thinking of Tucson where I used to live or, um, you know, Colorado, or it's yeah. like all these places have a lot of value and yeah. So well, California doesn't have an exam to allow you to return, you know, as far as to gain that coastal elite status, like, you know, there's, we only Thank you, Ms. Smithson. We have a couple questions to ask you before. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think I would have passed if they did have a quiz for me. I would have. There passed. you go. Yeah. But they just they just let me slip right back in, and it. Uh, yeah, I'm grateful for that. <laughs> Good deal. Is, is there is it true that there's a? I, I heard this a couple of years ago. Actually, probably about a year ago. Is it so? There was like a big teacher shortage in California, like high school and elementary. Is that still going on? Is that mm. still a big problem, or has that kind of died down a little bit? Like they're filling in those positions because I know they were like literally stripping like people just straight from high, or college. They were just like, get in here, you know, it, yeah. we'll, we'll we'll give you the rest. Is that still a problem? In Los Angeles, a couple right. like a couple years ago, which I think what you're talking yeah. about is um. I don't know. I mean, I think that it's still not great. And I think that, you know, we were just on strike, like the whole California State University system just went on strike a few weeks ago because of uh, like striking for for better wages. And I think that's just like across the board, just like um, in in most places, like teachers are underpaid and people are not wanting to pursue that as a Yeah, I mean, um, Arkansas has a shortages as well. Yeah. So. yeah. I think it's probably a U.S. shortage. To yeah. Be a really strong union uh the csu system has a really strong union it's one of the biggest sort of strongest yeah. uh unions in higher education in the country so we went on strike we were planning on doing it for five days and we went on for one day it was the largest faculty strike in history um mm -hmm. and to be honest like there has been some pushback on like the deal that we were offered that we essentially ended up accepting so we stopped striking because a lot of people feel like okay, we had all that momentum. We've been planning the strike for so long. It was kind of coming to a culmination to get out there. And the UC system had a large strike last year and they had their wages improve. Um, but we kind of ended up, you know, the, with this agreement that does improve some things, but like falls way short of what we, of what we were looking for, not just from a wage perspective, but like, you know, getting more, you know, counselors on campuses and, and, and in permanent positions. And, in, we have a we have six week uh, parental leave policy that's now been increased to ten weeks. That's still really really short, yeah. you know. And for people who teach on a semester basis, that should be a semester. So, um, 
it, it seems like, yes, like, well, there, to answer your question, Jason, like there's still a desire for better treatment and like for teachers in the public institutions here in California, for sure, especially because the cost of living is so high here. Yeah. Yeah. And it may have been a fallout also from the actors and writers uh, strike and they, you know, they went six months and they claim a victory, but eh, you know, it doesn't really look like they, they won that much. And uh, the only thing they won really, I mean, the wages wasn't, the only thing they won was that they're like, all right, we'll just stop like saying that we're going to give your job to AI basically. That was the big thing. Which they will still do. Yeah. yeah, They they still do. Well, because now it's, you can write it into, (coughs) we're only going to hire people that will work with AI. Right. So that's how it is. We're, We'll we'll let you you know choose, but we'll only hire people who want yeah. to work with the system. Yeah, it's the same with our strike. Like it went from being like ah the management hates us, we hate the management, like blah blah blah, and then like after one day it was like look at this amazing offer they've made yeah. us, like you know, and it's really just the, it's the same similar offer to what they were making to us before we went on strike with a few little things sprinkled in there, but partly some of that is contingent on the California state the California the state of California budget. So if like part of our, well, the re- agreement we've reached is that the projected budget will stay the same starting right. on July 1st, and then we will get an increase. Like, yikes, you know, <laughs> that's just, um, yeah, it's not as set in stone. Well, real, uh, uh, kind of a real sexy topic, uh, water, <laughs> you know, what, what's, uh, yeah, what's, uh, cause I, I read like, you know, water just Water rights is like, you know, it's like Chinatown and, uh, you know, it, you know, like out there in that, you know, California, along with like four other states are all kind of fighting over this finite oh, yeah. quantity of water. That's there's the Colorado that, river. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, yep. you know, and they, and I don't know if that gets covered, covered much. Oh, well, so it's, it's really like, it just is oh, raining right so yep. much here, you know, that it, it it's I'm hard to. Because we're part of the Pacific Northwest, which does get a heavier rainfall than other parts of California. I was holding my breath to just see if Roddick was going to take out some of the the, uh, pit cameras. Yeah, he made it. Yes, he did. So, uh, yeah. yeah. But that, uh, you know, it's, I know uh, living in Atlanta, there was always this this fight with, Georgia and then Florida and Alabama. And it was, you know, just in, in Atlanta being such a major city drew upon a lot of water that came from Lake Lanier in that case. And, uh, and then, and this went on for 10 years, uh, you know, uh, just always fighting that ne- never resolved. And, and then I read about this situation with the Western States and the Colorado river. And it's like, my goodness, you know, it's, uh, I know. And I think being in such a wet place, it's hard to, it's easy to forget about that because it's yeah. like, there's so much rain falling on us that it's like, well, isn't there enough water to go around? But yeah, absolutely. So it's more, it's a North, it's like a Northwest, uh, you know, kind of like what you see in Seattle and Portland as far as rain. Yeah. But I mean, um, I don't think as intense, but like, yeah. you know, it, 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 it rains in some form almost every day. It's wet outside. Yeah. Day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it does sound like Seattle. So that's why I was going through this. Like, It's just been so great for so long. We have some sunlight today, but I've just been feeling really anxious about 
how cloudy it is all the time, which is a yeah. trade off of, of, you know, different places. Well, it's sunny yeah. here in Batesville, you know, you, you, you left paradise, I guess, I guess, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I actually did think about Bates, Batesville a lot in the fall because that was my favorite time to be there. I think that the yeah. fall there is so lovely and I love seeing those hills like off in the distance that are all different colors. Yeah. So yeah, I missed it then. Travel you know, stories. At this, we'll we'll then we'll just wrap it up. And uh, Abigail Smithson, thank you so much for being part of the Career Pathways podcast. Yeah, uh, we it was a special episode, and you you made it even more special, so, along with our extra special guest, uh, Roddick. You know, thank you for joining us as well. All right. <laughs> Thanks for Not having me. This is there. really And again, thank thank all the listeners for uh, listening to this podcast so you could learn all things uh, about California, California about uh, questionable food uh, things. Basketball. And Basketball. please, Adam Silver, kill the <laughs> All-Star game. We'll lend, we'll, I think that's a fitting way to end this. So thank you all from Gavin. Producer Jason and myself, Pat Lynch. Thanks again. All right. Thanks. Bye. Thank you. All right. This broadcast is sponsored in part by Lion College and by Kilt Studios.